Thundergrunt. We try to get Tom Hanks, but he's too expensive. So we used the people involved for their own voiceover. Yeah, and I nailed that too. Why are you here at the same time as me? Tight schedule. Hey, were you in the cape? No. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. Hey, this is Chris Parnell. You're listening to Hobo Radio. I hope you enjoy. And now, your host, miniature dog enthusiast, Joel Murphy. Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and today we have a very special treat for you, my interview with Keith David, which, I mean, man, Keith David is such a fascinating actor to me with such an eclectic career, I mean... When you think about Keith David, you've got like comedic Keith David, you know, something about Mary, community. You've got that intense, like scary platoon Keith David or, you know, even just like really upsetting, dramatic role, uh, Requiem for a Dream Keith David. Just a really interesting uh, actor who I I always love. Like you just know when you see him on screen that you're going to be in good hands. And I thought he and I had a really uh, interesting conversation, a bit of a heavy conversation. Uh, we were actually speaking uh, about a new movie that he's in called Boiling Pot, uh, which I'll go ahead and tell you now is available, uh, you know, video on demand. You can find it online. Uh, it's a it's a pretty intense movie. Uh, it takes place in 2008 on a college campus and deals with racism and and violence and uh you know really kind of looking at the the root causes of some of these things that obviously you know anyone paying attention these days sadly uh is very relevant and very real uh about what's going on and so you know to start out we we got into that and it uh was definitely a, a heavy conversation but I think an important one and a good one and I think we were able to to end on a, a little bit of a a you know, happier or more upbeat note, but uh, definitely a, a great talk. And I, I really enjoyed uh, speaking with him. And I think you guys will really dig it. Uh, so without further ado, here you go. My interview with Keith David. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good. How are you doing? If I were doing any better, I would have to take something for it. <laughs> I like that. Just right out of the gate strong. I, I appreciate that. I know our time is limited, so I appreciate just coming out coming out swinging. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, I, I wanted to ask you just to start. Um, obviously, you had this very eclectic uh, career, and you, you've done uh, such a wide range of things. So I'm curious, like with Boiling Pot... Uh, 
what attracts you to a movie like that? It's a smaller indie movie. So, you know, how, how did you choose that? And just in general, how are you choosing projects these days? It's always about the story, the subject matter. And I, I really particularly was drawn to this movie because it's about racism and how it affects all of us. And anything that brings that to our consciousness interests me. Because the only way that we are going to ever eradicate racism is to be aware of its subtle effects on all of us. Yeah, I, I do think that's... It's blatant, it's blatant. You know. I mean, we see, we see all the big stuff. We see how, you know, people getting murdered in church and how that manifests itself. But, you know, what about that kid's upbringing? What 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 brought him to that? What 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 makes him think that uh, continuing to think like that is okay? And what in his environment is not supporting the fact that it's not okay to continually harbor those kinds of thoughts of hatred against anybody? And where does he have an outlet to express that and to get that nurtured? That's important. Uh, well, what's interesting, too, is obviously that's sort of your character's role in the film is you're the one trying to piece together how the events happen. So obviously with you bringing that to the story. Uh, but, yeah, how do you prepare for a role like that? What was your preparation process? I've lived over 50 years <laughs> in this country. Yeah. Does so, it... I, mean, I mean, I've been a black man my whole life. You don't have to. You know, unless it's a period piece about the effects of racism. I live that reality. And I've all, you know, again, if you live 50 years, you learn how to deal with it. Not to become a victim of it. Not to let it victimize my whole being and uh, make me walk around hating people and, and harboring hatred in my heart for anybody. You know, if anything... I feel sorry for, you know, these uh, blatant racists out here. The way you would feel sorry for a cancer patient. Did you find yourself doing any research into the specific events uh, that, you know, the real life events that the story centers around? Or, or did you just go with the script and sort of what was presented there? A, a little of both. I mean, you know, when the, when the director pointed out the incidents that, that uh, inspired the movie, and then you... And all you have to do is read the news. If you read the news today, there was an incident. I can't think of a way. I mean, I, I only briefly saw the headline uh, somewhere in Oklahoma or someplace where they had some kind of racist outbreak today. So you can, you can, if you, can, if you read the news around the country, if you read the news around the world, racism, Jim Crow in this country is living and breathing. There are those of us who'd like to think that because we don't, we don't consciously harbor racist ideas and thoughts that it doesn't exist. And it may not exist in our little world, but it exists in the world at large. And you don't have to be of it, but you need to be aware of it. Do you think that that's a challenge for a film like this, that because, uh, you know, these events are so commonplace and like you said, there, there was a thing today. Do you think it then gets harder to get people to want to pay attention or, or to not want to just dismiss this? Or do you think, 
you know, is that a challenge for this film to get people to really want to sit down and watch a film about it? No, I think I think I think one of the good points of this film is it is it is the kind of film that will get you to start thinking about it because one of the one of the statement statements is made is it makes is that we are all guilty. We are all guilty of some form of racism, and we have to be aware of that. If we are to overcome whatever form of racism that afflicts us the most, we have to become aware of it and not be afraid to talk about it, to expose it, and then eradicate it. Do you feel any optimism for the future? Like, do you, what is your overall outlook? Uh, do you think things will get better? Or? I'm not a pessimist. I believe that spirit, the good spirit of God will overrule uh, the evil in the world. But it's going to take a massive effort. And that massive effort begins one individual at a time. You can't leave it for somebody else to cure for you. You have to do something about it yourself. You have to be the one. You have to be the change that you want to see in the world. That's what Gandhi said. So when you're you're filming a movie like this, do, do these conversations come up on the set? Is this something that like cast members would talk about or is it do you just everybody kind of focus on the work and not really get into sort of larger discussion? That is the work. That is the work. But did you ever have We do the work so that we do we do the work so that it will stimulate a conversation. And if enough of us continue to talk about it and talk about it in uh positive ways talk about it in terms of how do we ch how do we change this how do we make it different then something will happen right I, i'm sorry i guess i was just curious if those conversations happened on the set like if any of the cast members or the you know director or anything if you guys had any of those kind of talks and i'm saying yes okay i'm sorry <laughs> um so um what is uh like how long were you involved in this production? It seems like a smaller production. How long was the actual shooting schedule for you? Um, mine was just a couple of days. I know I, I know I was called on Super Bowl Sunday. That, that I know. Uh, uh, so we, they, they shot me out in a very short period of time. And uh, so is a lot of it like now just about getting people to know about this movie and just trying to, to get the word out or, or what, uh, what is your, yes, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's about putting out the word so people can see it. And, uh, but I would have to do that in a, in a grassroots kind of way. What? Uh, yeah, no, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Especially a smaller film like this, that it's really is like up to you to, to push it as much as you can. Cause you don't have a, a studio backing you or any sort of machine kind of getting the word out. Right, you know, I'm, you know, we we do what we can. Uh, well, I'm just curious with you in general too, though, that you you seem to stay very busy as an actor. I would imagine while you're promoting this, you're also filming other things. I know you have a new uh, you know show for Oprah's Network that you're working on, and you you know recently did Community, and and you're constantly working. So, are you kind of like in the middle of a lot of things at this point, or, or what is your sort of? Yes, you know, thank God I am. I am in the middle of, but you know, I mean. For the few minutes it takes me to talk to you, that is that is not a great inconvenience, and the cause is greater than my inconvenience. So, are you on the way to to another project today, or what is your? Do you get downtime? I just I do get some downtime, and you sound like my wife. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I do get downtime, and you know, and I'm trying to spend as much time with my family as I can right now as I'm getting ready to embark on another project. I just, you're a national treasure and I, I want you to, to be taking care of yourself. I, I love seeing you and stuff, but I don't want you, you know, overworked. Well, I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so is there anything else on the horizon that you, you wanted to mention or anything else coming up? Like I said, I know you have the show Greenleaf uh, that's coming up soon, but is there anything else? Uh, you can, uh, if you're in New York or in Atlanta over the next couple of months, uh, I, I will also be trying to uh, uh, do a little club act, so you may you may see my name pop up appearing in a club, and if that's so, please come out and see it. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that, or is it too early to to get into it in specifics? Um, I, you know, I've, I've had to I've had to cancel some uh, hard dates that I had, so I don't know when it'll, it'll come. But you can you know probably late November and December, you can look for it. But what uh what is the act like? Can you talk a little bit about what people would see? Uh, it'd be me singing. Uh, and I like to I like to I like I like to sing about I like to sing songs that talk about love and romance. So it'll be a great romantic evening for you to take your lady to, and uh, enjoy each other's company while you're sharing a little time with me. Do you do, is it uh, original stuff or is it uh, covers or is it a mix of both? Uh, it's a mix. A lot of covers, a lot of standards, a lot of Nat King Cole. Oh, that's but great. But I have some other stuff in, in there as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, how often do you get to do, uh, you know, singing stuff? I, I know that that was uh, earlier in your career. You, you did more, uh, you know, kind of Broadway stuff and, and all that. But do you still get to, to sing pretty regularly or... Well, as, as much as possible, you know, I mean, you know, other projects come along and I, and, and I get preempted, but you know, I'm working on being out there much more and, you know, I've been working on this CD for years now. And so finally, you know, hopefully, uh, next year you will see it. Awesome. And is that the CD, will that be all original stuff or will that still be a mix? It'll, again, it'll be a mix. It'll be a mix. Uh, well, I, uh, I feel like there's a certain segment of my audience that if I didn't ask this question, uh, I would get yelled at. So is there, do you know anything about a, a community movie? Is that something you would be interested in doing if it happened? Uh, any, any, of course I'd be interested in doing it and I'm hoping it happens. Uh, there's some talk about it. I, you know, it's right now it's just talk. I don't know how, how, you know, how close to reality it is, but I think we're all hopeful that that comes to fruition. Uh, and uh, just lastly, like, uh, what uh, what does the future hold for you? I leave that in God's hands. I'm no predictor of the future. All right. You know, I hope I'm, I, I hope this uh, to continue being alive long enough to continue to work and to do great projects. That's what I'm hoping. Awesome. And uh, just is there a way for people to follow you? Or are you uh, like Twitter or online? Is there a good place for, for people to keep track of you and of the movie? Uh, you know, you know, I, I post stuff on my Facebook page and, uh, uh, they, you know, every once in a while when I'm doing something on KeithDavid.com, you'll find something. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks. I know you're on a tight schedule today, so I do really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Hey, man, I appreciate you. 
Take care of yourself. Thanks. You too. So there you have it, Keith David, who I have to tell you, like, was everything that I hoped that he would be, you know, I mean, he's, he's a larger than life actor. And I think he, you know, came across larger than life in that interview. Just really fascinating guy to talk to. Uh, I love when he uh, said that I sounded like his wife, you know, just a really great guy and a really good chat. And I hope you guys dug it. And I hope you guys will check out the movie Boiling Pot, you know, check it on demand. And uh, also, just to let you know, we're, we I'm spoiling you this week. This was a, a shorter podcast, uh, but there will be another podcast later this week. So come check back Friday for a, a show with me and Lars and a special guest that I think you guys will really dig. All right, that's going to do it for us this show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And remember, kids, don't do drugs or you go to hell before you die. Come a little closer, I'll sing you my song Just a little closer, it won't take very long It's late, and we can't play this piano too loud Cause the neighbors upstairs are asleep and dreaming was a boy, a very strange enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far, over land and sea, a little shy and sad of eye, but very wise was he. And then I was lost and lonely, believing life was only a bitter tragic joke I found in you. The meaning of existence, oh my love. And I will sing you my happiness Softly, sweetly Come a little closer And I will sing my song Just a little closer It won't take very long And when it's finished I know we'll be a little closer than we are 
just a little closer than we were before. Hobo Radio is a production of HoboTrashCan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Thundergrunt Podcast Network. 